0008. Good morning, lovey doveys. Welcome to Taste Better from Scratch. This is Eric Pauly Paris Island Wright with your newest segment in the second season of our title season called Mise en Place, which is French for everything in its place, a term commonly used among chefs and those in the food business. This segment, I've been away for a little while, but this segment is You Got the Sand. Have you got the sand to do something about it, to get it done, to be about it, to handle your business, whatever way you may take it, say it, or be about it? But it's just a reiteration of episode two in which we had spoken about the foundation, the lighthouse, um, the difference between Satan's sand and the sand that God can use to be a foundation. Because as we know, you cannot build a foundation on sandy ground. You just It's just not possible. It doesn't hold well and I use the example of Satan's playground as part of my testimony in my life so we're just gonna kind of touch in on it Uh, I was feeling a few different emotions this morning and I I wanted to get on here and be able to talk a little bit about it because it's important I want people to understand that the life as a Christian isn't easy. It's not, you know, I've had someone somewhat close to me say to me, okay, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Godly God man with your sky daddy and all this business. And it's like, that's not what it's about. But that's also from someone who is a, a master manipulator and, and, will use the mentality of one against them. So if you don't know any better, you get kind of hurt in those departments. I don't play in those department stores anymore. So thank God. Today is Monday, May 31st, 2021. It is Memorial Day weekend. We are gifted this day off from work. Thank you for our loyal, dedicated and sacrificial soldiers for their lives. Those who are currently in service. Those who are pre-service, thinking about going into it, signing off as we speak, and those veterans. And, nonetheless, the ones that we celebrate today for, who have died in line of duty, who was serving and have perished. So we thank you for your lives. We thank you for those families out there who have gone through the suffering of what that soldier's sacrifice is. 
pray for you pray for wellness over your life and and just uh thank you <clears throat> it's not about barbecues and the and the spark of summer it's about the memorial of those who have given their lives so that we can celebrate the freedoms that we are able to here in America. So, just a moment of appreciation for those in their sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. So we are here with You Got the Sand. And it's a mashup. You know, it's been a little bit, so I'm kind of just jumping around here. I did have a designated idea for this podcast, and I hadn't quite fully set it up, so I'm kind of winging it. But, uh... I go through my little newscast in the morning on my phone briefly and it just it blows my mind as to how incredibly hurt we are as a nation and it's really sad the selfishness that's being expressed at this time. Uh we have bans for the <clears throat> pandemic being lifted on a regular basis uh you know it's really just out of control as to how so many different things are going on but one of the news things that i read this morning one of the people in office for massachusetts we have an issue over on mass ave with uh what they call methanol mile and uh i'm reading this article and they're saying how there's gonna be more tents and they're trying to figure out ways and anybody who's coming into office the first, one of the biggest key questions they're asked is is what are you going to do about methanol mile and as that deterioration increases I'm hearing things that that trigger me which are sources I go after sources I like the foundation I will not build my foundation on sand unless I know it's in the name of Jesus because in one of our Bible studies and this is this is a staple for me we learned you can't build on sand unless you have a cornerstone that is stable and you're able to build off of. Now, Jesus Christ in our lives should be our cornerstone. He's my cornerstone. The reason I made it this far, the reason I don't dig deep into my emotional unwellness, the sinful nature that I want to wreak havoc on the world, <clears throat> I don't because he's my cornerstone. The fact that I know that, I'm able to build my lighthouse on that sandy reservation. Because Jesus is my cornerstone. Him being my cornerstone, I'm able to build off of that foundation and be steadfast, steady, strong. 
founded well, not going anywhere because he's first. I let him be first. I make him first in my life. That's my priority. Am I sinful? Yes. Do I still engage in things that I shouldn't? Absolutely. Why do I do it? Because I'm selfish, just like we all are. People like, he was a good person, she was a good person. No, no, none of us are good. None of us. There's plenty of evidence out there now. You got videos popping up all over the place. You have sound recordings of babies, children, children, or people mocking baby voices, saying some pretty, maniacal, terrible things. And people are using it. For their benefit, for their satisfaction, for their gratification. Now, if you tell me that that's not selfish, I don't know what to tell you. Last night, I watched the R. Kelly thing. Years. Four years went by. Years. Uh, As a matter of fact, a possible close to a couple decades went by. This dude was doing his thing wide out in the open. His music explored and expressed exactly what he was feeling emotionally, which it does for all of us. Music is such a great source in our lives to express how we are, what we're feeling, our emotional impact, where we're at, what we're doing, what's going on. We use music to emphasize to others so they could be in the moment with us. So you got this dude for decades putting himself out there, what he's doing. Who hangs out at a a high school, 20-something years old, 20-something year old? Hanging out at high school. He wasn't a teacher. He wasn't a counselor. He had no business. He wasn't even a crossing guard. He had no business being there. Nobody said nothing. One of the witnesses, one of the victim witnesses said it. Anybody that was around him at these times when these things were going on. Are just as guilty as he is. But because of the world's idolatry. This dude never. Seen conviction. In what he was doing. Now mind you. Back in the day. I had some interesting collections. And one of my collections. Was that of those natures. Those graphic natures. I owned that tape. I owned a copy. A legitimate copy of that tape. And there was a little girl in that tape. Those were little girls in that tape. I don't care what anybody says. You're talking 14 to 17 years old within that range. I'm telling you 14 to 16 is a stretch for me. People knew what he was doing. His circle knew exactly what he was doing. How are you going to tell me that he's out with his wife or whatever... Whoever he's hanging with at that time being. And then all of a sudden something else is set up. His manager was brought up in this many a times. 
there were people orchestrating the back end of what he wanted while he was doing what he was doing. Mind you, this is the end of pages into cell phones. So cell phones are all a new big thing. But it didn't matter. There were still pay phones and landlines and he had access to all that on a reg. Point is, she said it. They are just as guilty as he is. Because his backing was backing him up. He had people working for him, knowing what he was doing. And yet, through the idolistic nature of the world, because he was doing, he was, he was an amazing artist. But it doesn't hold any ground because of what was based off what he was doing. He was. Manipulating and using, abusing children. He took advantage of little girls. It says it in the Bible. A woman, this is why it's so important. This is why the basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible, is important. It tells us everything we need to know. It says a, a woman... Should be with her parents before she goes with her man. And there's a transition there. That's why to this day, in a wedding ceremony, the father walks the bride up to the chapel to the man that she's going to. There's that protective transition. This is where the world is getting jacked up. You see, women want to be independent. I get this. Like, there is a lot to that. That's like six episodes on its own. There is a transition. Women can be independent. The world that we're in, it shouldn't be that way. See, it wouldn't have to be that way if we did it the way we're supposed to do it. Not even supposed to do it. I got to transition my mindset like that. It's it's what we're given. This is a gift. The Bible is a gift. God's foundation for our life is a gift. And his free will is a gift. That's why we're jacked. Is because there's not enough Christian brothers and sisters out here doing this. Trying to, to speak his truth. Trying to help one another. It's hard. Persecution is a real thing. It's difficult. China, Africa is great examples of this. It's difficult to be a Christian. It's hard to get out there and speak the truth. I have people on a regular tell me, I don't want to hear about that. And they're like, some of them even freak out. Start like chanting just to just to stop my flow. Not to let me get my, my, my steam train started. Throwing coal all over the place. No, no, can't get this in the engine. And that's a confrontation of one's conscience. You do not want to face the conviction of real of the realness of your sin. People don't want to. People don't want to to you know 
know they don't want the responsibility of having to work to to take the foundation of Jesus Christ and work and build their lighthouse and maintain and be their lighthouse for others. Because it's not a, it's not the best it's not the the fun place to be. What's your idea of fun? You know that's a whole nother. But it's not what people want to be. That's not where people want to be. People want to be in the sand down the other way. Throwing sand around. Throwing sand in people's face. In preparation for their own business. For their own stuff. We're all sinners saved by grace if we should choose so. Which means we're born sinners. Ain't nobody good. You ain't good. We're all bad. Try to tell me something different. Ray Comfort says it all the time. Have you lied? Have you stolen? Have you looked at anybody in lust? Male, female, whatever. Have you used God's name in vain? The reason he asks these heavy four questions is because everybody has indulged in all of them. People who say they haven't stolen, like, wow, that's amazing. <clears throat> it's not, I don't believe it. I mean, it's hard for me to say I'm a, I'm a thief. I'm a, I'm a NBT, natural born thief. I like to steal. That's my thing. Not anymore. I'm I, doing the best that I can. To be the lighthouse that God made me be. That God allowed me to be free to be. Alive to be. But uh. It's just sad that the world. Is willing to let this child abuser. Just be free. Like yeah no it's all good. He makes great music. He does. He's beautiful. He does. He's he's talented. This is why we say. This is why the Bible says. You cannot serve two gods. You cannot. And it specifically says you cannot serve the Lord God and money at the same time. It's not possible. It is impossible. That is not a possibility. People like, uh, we're going to this too. People like, I can multitask. No, you cannot. We are not multitasker. We are meant to focus on one thing at one time. I know a lot of people ain't going to agree with me. And that's just, we wouldn't be, we would be, as Pastor says, cosmic robots if everybody did. I ain't looking for for praise and and. And shouts of, oh, yeah, you great. That's not who I am. I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you and I want you okay. I want to see better for you. I want you to understand that you need Jesus Christ as the foundation to be the lighthouse that God made you to be. That's beautiful. That's amazing. In his image. He made us in his image. Our God, our Lord God is a firm but understanding God. Our Lord God is a God of discipline and wellness. He is a God of wrath and love. Like a real father. 
like a father that cares for his children, like a father that's not going to allow his children to be put into a place of danger or malicious intent. Understand why the world wants the fathers out of the picture so that the women can be abused. And when the women are abused and distracted, the children get jacked up like some of the idols that people want to take home with them. R. Kelly, for instance. His father wasn't there, and when he was, it was brief and, and on a whim, if at all. Older brother and Jill. Younger brother jacked up because he's had to go through all this with him. The male figure in our lives is key. I heard it recently. A child brings Christ to the home. There's a 4% chance that the home will turn. A mother brings Christ to the home. There's an 18% chance that Christ will be in the home. A father brings Christ to the home. There's a 96% chance that the home will be converted to Christ. And I'm not stating that men are better than women or children. <clears throat> but this order is told and seen throughout the world as important. It's the umbrella. It's the umbrella of, of love, that, that family umbrella. It shows God, man, women, children. And it, it holds its order for a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. We all serve a purpose to be an amazing lighthouse to shine over the shore into the deep dark sea where a lot of people are so they can find the shore of salvation. Reiterating back to episode 2. I'm going to read from 2 Thessalonians. <clears throat> it was going to be chapter 2 verse 7. But that just goes into it further. So it's going to be 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 11. This is from the New International Version. It's the word of the Lord. 2 Thessalonians Chapter 3, verse 11. We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat. And as for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. If anyone does not obey our instruction in this letter, take special note of him. Do not associate with him in order that he may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. <clears throat> and I read the entire Second Thessalonians a couple of times. To, to get a feel for that, to or up to four, no, the whole chapter, I'm sorry. I read the whole chapter a couple of times because I actually started on a whole different verse. 
And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, that's not going to make any sense. But this makes sense to me because it says it. Like, don't be a busybody. You need to be busy, not a busybody. You need to be building your lighthouse. Even on the sandy ground, you need the cornerstone. Jesus Christ, we need that foundation. Or you'll be a busybody just throwing sand around. Again, I say it all the time. You could be on the beach, the shore of salvation, being busy, or you could be in Satan's sandbox being a busybody. So what happens, and this is just my my view, this is my understanding view. What happens is you come from the the waters the deep dark waters because you see that light someone is shining their light their lighthouse someone is shining their light over your life and you have a choice to come to the shore of salvation come to the shore of salvation you can accept jesus christ into your heart as lord and savior but what you do from there is important question is you got the sand can you handle it? Can you do it? Are you willing? What are you about? Have you got the sand to handle what's right or wrong? <clears throat> Where are you going? What are you doing? And that's the thing. What are you doing when you get to the shore of salvation? You get to the shore of salvation. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for giving me that lighthouse so that I can get out of those scary waters that were killing me. What do you do from there? Do you start bagging up sand and go to Satan's play box and dump the sand in there so that all the other minions and all the other the evildoers, everybody that's living by selfish domain, throwing sand in each other's faces, acting some kind of way, just playing and having fun for your own free will, for your own, your own selfish demeanor. That's what we're doing right now, the world. Why is the news jacked up? Why is R. Kelly free? You know, I, I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but this is an example that I have with me right now. This is something that, that is salty with me in this in this moment. So I'm going to use it. I am still wet by these salty waters. Okay, how's that for an example? As we sit on this beach and, and, and overlooking this playground. Get on the shore of salvation. You accept Jesus Christ as, as your Lord and Savior. There's plenty of Christians out there, people who claim to be Christians that are living in the world, doing their thing. Even us Christians still do our thing. We do the best that we possibly can and, and, and try to honor God with all of our heart. You still be on the road. Side-eye somebody that didn't put their blinker on. It's not easy. This is not an easy walk. It's, I say it all the time. You can ask anybody that knows me that speaks to me on a reg. It's the easiest, hottest thing I've ever done in my life. But you can't be idle. You can't pull out of those deep, dark waters, get up on the shore of salvation, and be idle. You must, and it's not, you, you can't earn your way to salvation, but you you got to put in some work. We got to put in some work. We got to do our thing. You know, we, we, going back to what I was saying earlier with Mass Ave, 
the impact things that that got me. Woman in the office says, when I started in 2016, uh, the, uh, you know, we were picking up 250,000 needles off the streets. Now, in 2021, they're picking up a million. One of the other parts of the article said, got these nice, shiny, expensive cars rolling up on the street at night. Opening their trunk for about an hour or so and then pulling off. There are many out in the deep, dark sea swimming, treading for their lives. It takes one to be a light, guiding lighthouse. So it's our job to be that light. It's not easy. This is difficult. This is difficult to be that light. Constantly be working with no encouragement, with no celebratory, you know, pause or whatever. It's it's not easy. Okay, so think about like the custodians that you see on the on the news or on the the media. Uh, the social media platforms. They'll do something for 16 years and they'll get one praise. That's kind of what it's like being a Christian. You are cleaning up other people's messes. You are doing the best that you can. And people are still just you're not getting the recognition you think you deserve. The world thinks that you're supposed to get. It's it's all smoke and mirrors. The point thing, the thing is, is... We have to be that light. We have to keep spinning round and round. This doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm up here spinning. I built this beautiful lighthouse on in a, an impossible platform in the name of Jesus Christ as my cornerstone. The storms hit it and it just stands. It doesn't move. It, it's steadfast. It's amazing. We've gone through some amazing things. But we're just up here shedding light for those who don't even appreciate it. Our light gets people to the shore of salvation. They'll be like, thank you, Jesus. And then they'll go in the play box, in the sandbox, with Satan's Satan sandbox. And act like total, total fools. Killing one another. Raping children. Acting some kind of way. Uh, pulling people out of their vehicles and beating them. Hurting the elderly. You know, Not helping somebody when they see them fall. Rather laugh at them. Taking videos of people going through something. You know, you got... Four kids standing across uh, the the short end of the lake when some dude's drowning. What's the matter with you, fool? You can't swim, blah, blah, blah. Ain't nobody. Dude dies. Like, why are we doing this? And it's selfish. It's all selfish, selfish, selfish. I'm going to read this again. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. Through... 15 okay we hear that some among you are idle they are not busy they are busy bodies such people we command and urge in the lord jesus christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat as for you brothers never tire of doing what is right if anyone does not obey our instruction in this letter, 
Take special note of him. Do not associate with him in order that he may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. You know, it's hard. It's hard to stand there and be a lighthouse for those who don't appreciate it. But it says it right here. Just said it. We command and urge in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Like, we're just doing the best that we can. We have to continue to do the best that we can. We have to continue to repent of our sins and do better and be a brighter light. It's not easy. It means you got to go up all them stairs. You got to clean the lens. You got to make sure you grease the the mechanicals. You, you got. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. When those windows get splashed on by salt water, you got to clean them. You know, you you need specific tools. You need a lot to to maintain the wellness. Of being the best Jew that God made you to be. That's not easy. It's not easy. It's an everyday mission. Don't be idle. Don't be a busybody. Stay busy. Be well. Earn your keep. It's worth it. It's hard, but it's worth it. Just like the gym goers. Go to the gym to stay in shape, to stay healthy. And the results are worth it. I mean, come on. That's not a miracle all on its own. You go to the gym and you work on certain body parts and they come out looking good. You look good. People want to be about your business. People want to know why you look so good. Why? It's the same thing. If you're well and you're not living like the rest of the world, griping and and just being, I'll tell you right now, I have an issue with that. I, I, I have a hard time not griping because it hurts. It hurts being out in the world and, and, and watching people do what they do and, and being in that. It's like getting smacked in the face with the waves. Like, I got salt water jamming up into my nostrils and I can't breathe. God, why is it like this? That's us being lost in the deep, dark sea. God gives us the ability to swim out of that deep, dark sea to the shore of salvation. If we should accept him as Lord and Savior and do as his will, his will for our lives, what the Bible gives us and tells us, the basic instructions before leaving earth, things change. Things change for the better. But you've got to be about it. We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. If anyone does not obey our instructions into this letter, take special note of him. Pay attention to him. Settle down and earn the bread they eat. It's, it's a discipline type thing. We don't have to. But we should be in joy that we can. There's a difference when you're on the shore of salvation. Building your lighthouse... In an impossible place, based on the foundation of Jesus Christ, it is possible. Lighthouses take amazing pictures when there are storms. Because they're steadfast. They hold up. 
and they're still doing their job. That's a Christian's life in the name of Jesus Christ. Giving it all to him is not easy, but it's possible. What's too much to handle? Carrying those sandbags on your shoulders from the beach, which God laid it there, so that we can enjoy it there where it is, where it belongs, where he placed it, where he imagined it important. Carrying sandbags to a playground that's fenced in we don't even belong in. You don't have to be at the playground to enjoy yourself. That's not true pleasure. Causing yourself a strain and, and doing all that work for what? For something that doesn't even matter in the end. Something that ends up killing you. The transition's important. Understanding the wellness in it is great. And, and the, the trial to, to get there is difficult. But it's worth it. And we should be blessed in it. Thankful that we're out of that deep, dark sea. Things touching our legs. Jellyfish, sharks, all kinds of craziness. Don't know what's going on. You can't see. Waves hitting you, smacking you in your nostrils. Sending salt jams up in your, your skull. Oh, it's crazy. God gives us all the ability to be a lighthouse for others. Shouldn't take advantage of it. Should be about it. But <clears throat> let me finish this up. Final greetings. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse sixteen to eighteen, which is the final of the chapter. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Well, I pray you all a wonderful remainder of Memorial Day. It is only 8 o'clock in the morning, but I pray you have a beautiful day. Be well. Try to be a lighthouse. You don't need to go to the playground. You don't need to go to that sandbox. Stay on the beach. Make Jesus Christ your foundation. And be an amazing lighthouse in all those the lives that need you. We have children out here that, that absolutely need the guidance of wonderful fathers and mothers that we can be. Not like the rest of the world. Throwing sand in a, in a sandbox that was built. For that, such that thing. But, I love y'all. God bless. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Y'all know where to find me. We'll catch y'all later. In Jesus' name.